Welcome to the Next Level Leaders Podcast. I'm your host, Nicole Harrop. I've been in different leadership positions over the last seven years, and the most rewarding thing is when I'm able to help women on their way to a promotion or a better position with another company. I'm here to help so many more women see their potential and implement small changes every day to make a huge impact in their career. I focus on confidence, self-awareness, communication, growth mindset, networking, and more. If you're ready to believe in yourself and take action, you're in the right place. Let's go. Hey everyone, welcome back to another episode of Next Level Leaders. Happy to have you here with me every single time that you listen to an episode. And real quick, if you have not gone and rated the podcast It is so quick to go over to the main screen and rate a five star. If you are feeling so generous and want to write out a review, that may take a couple minutes, but I so appreciate it. I often go try to find other podcasts, and even when I search career as an example, I'm doing it right now on my phone, Some of the different podcasts that pull up aren't even around anymore. Like they ended in 2017 or there's one that I just pulled up that was only in 2013. Like I don't know how the algorithm exactly works and maybe it's because I don't specifically have career in my podcast title but I am very surprised when I go to try to find other podcasts that I'm interested in. Like this one's called The Leadership Dojo, and it was from 2013 to 2014. Now granted, it has 113 ratings, which is awesome. Uh, The most recent one, though, was four years ago. Okay, Um, not helpful. So I don't know exactly how the algorithm exactly works, but I know that more reviews, more ratings is always helpful. So if you want to help me out, if you feel that anything I have shared with you has been helpful, I would so appreciate you going to the homepage and rating a five star. And then if you are also willing to write an actual review, super helpful. doesn't have to be super long. If you've listened to one episode and you enjoyed it, great write a quick review on that episode. That's awesome. Anyway, enough about that. I had a call today with a gal and honestly, I've been doing a lot of networking more recently and I am working to get more speaking events as well as providing guidance and knowledge to other women in different industries. So I am really just trying to connect the dots and see where I would be a great fit for with different companies or with different types of groups where I could provide additional knowledge and help to women in the workplace. And the gal that I was speaking with today, we had such a quick instant connection. Honestly, both of us had gotten laid off from jobs and we found that out pretty quickly and related on a lot of different levels because of that but it was really refreshing to talk to someone and bounce ideas off of them and really just see okay what what are you in need of and how can I help 
And I know I preach that so often and here is another reassurance of why it's helpful to do that. But I'm here offering help as far as saying, you know, this is what I typically do. She had listened to some of my podcast episodes and was excited about what I've shared as well so she can get an idea of how I can help uh, the women she specifically serves. And by me offering that help of what I can do for her and for her group, she's coming back and saying, hey, well, let's think about next year. What's 2021 going to look like? And, you know, once everything settles down with the pandemic, then what with everyone working so many more hours or maybe they're taking on additional roles, but then they also got a pay decrease. What does that actually look like? And I was so appreciative of having that conversation and having her ask those questions because I've been focused on so many different things as well as a certain program that I'm working on for corporate companies that I hadn't really thought specifically into that realm. And I know that that's going to be something so big that women are going to need help with. And it gave me so many ideas for what I can do to help more women in that regard, whether that be another course or, you know, more podcast episodes of a series of what that looks like and all that good stuff. So my reminder to you is to continue to get out there. And even if you're comfortable in your environment and in your role, if you have been there for over a year, meaning I assume you're comfortable in your role and you've learned the ins and outs of everything going on, six months to a year's time, I would highly recommend you reaching out to other people in the same industry, like the same position as you, and just say, hey, can we get on a call and just chat about like what's working and what isn't working for us in our roles and maybe see how we can best support each other? Because I'll tell you what, that was maybe a 30-minute phone call and there were so many great ideas that sparked from that conversation. So I know that this can be similar for you in your role if you are wanting to continue to improve and think outside of the box. That is a perfect way to do that. So if you're ever feeling stuck or want new ideas, start reaching out to people in your same industry. It's not like you have to share all your trade secrets by any means, but you're sharing you know, hey, what's going on for you? What's going well? And then you can be like, oh, wow, that's awesome. Like I could learn from this or tell me more about that. And then you'd have a moment to share and they might have questions as well. So it can be a very mutually beneficial thing. And I highly recommend reaching out to other people in your network for that. I am so excited to introduce you to today's podcast guest. She is a longtime friend of mine, we used to work together at a company called Thumbtack. Both of us started with the first group that came through in that round of hiring. So there were four team leaders and four managers who were starting the small call center and obviously starting to grow it, but you have to start somewhere, right? And so yeah, there were four team leaders, four managers. She was one of the team leaders that was hired in alongside me and two others. And we grew such a quick bond 
right from the get-go of training. And honestly, she's one of my dear friends to this day. She is an amazing woman. And when I was thinking of different leadership types to interview, I thought she would be a perfect person to interview. Her and I are so opposite in so many ways. And I love that because we can each bring each other our strengths and to help each other out in different areas. So I wanted to interview her as more of a reserved, more quiet leader to show you that you don't always have to be in the middle of the spotlight to be seen and heard. She is not so much an introvert, but I wanted to list that in the title so that it piqued your interest if you identify as that. I think introverted can mean a bunch of different things, but I wanted to get across that she's certainly not always the most outgoing. When she's more comfortable, of course she's going to be more outgoing in certain situations, and I don't view her as quiet or introverted because I've known her for so many years now, but I wanted to get that across to you, so of course there was that interest. So let me share a little bit more about my friend Tawny Zelenak. First and foremost, she is an amazing mom to three young children. I don't know how she does it all, but she certainly does it all, and I give her mad props for being such a great mom and for being such a force to reckon with in the workplace. She really is such a go-getter and honestly is someone I relate to so strongly with in the sense of being passionate about being called to be a mother and fulfilling that calling, but also being called to make a difference in having a career in whatever field that is. So I relate to her on both of those levels, just constantly going after your own goals and knowing that it's okay to have goals and to also be a mother. So Tawny began her career in customer service, specifically in call centers. You know, I always joke about being born and raised in call centers, and her story is somewhat similar to mine. She worked in a couple different call centers, finding a true passion for customer service before she took some time off to finish school. She completed her schooling and received a degree in zoology, but chose to pursue a different career. She started as a customer care agent at Nasty Gal and quickly worked her way into a team lead role to then eventually become a supervisor. As a supervisor at a new company location, she had the opportunity to build a new team and improve the customer experience. Tawny has spent the last six years working as a customer support manager at Thumbtack, and during her time at Thumbtack, she has worked with several different departments, including training and quality. Over the years, she has helped lead her team members to promote to other departments as well as into different leadership roles. I am so excited for you to hear our conversation, but real quick, I wanted to note that you know when you're in a place where you just need to get certain things done so you don't really think about the whole process from beginning to end? There's been many different positions that I've been in where I've had similar thought process and part of that was because I wasn't challenged to think bigger picture or to think more deeply into certain things 
or it felt like it came like second nature. So why try to improve something? Sometimes I think about that when I was in different uh, serving roles as a waitress because there wasn't a whole lot I felt like needed improvement. So I kind of went with the flow and then obviously later realizing I could have done a lot more to improve my connection with my guests and all that good stuff. Anyway, where I'm getting at is that I've realized after my guest interview with Kelly and my guest interview with Tawny is that I probably could have done a little bit more research into Zoom and how to record with the best quality before doing my interviews. I'm obviously happy that I'm realizing that now after only two interviews, but I had this light bulb a few days ago and I was like, oh crap, um, I need to look into this and do better because I was listening to a podcast with, from one of my other friends and the quality was so great. And I was like, wait, I know they're recording this via Zoom and my quality is not as great while using Zoom. So what's going on? So I looked into it a little bit more and realized that I could totally do better and I will do better going forward. So I'm going to test out some different things and I hope to improve the quality overall because I know for me as a listener, you want that clear quality of recording so that you can hear everything that's said. I don't want you to have to go back and have to re-listen to anything. So with that being said, here is my interview with Tawny. All right, everyone. Thank you so much for joining this week. We've got Tawny Zelenak with us. I am so excited to have her. She's one of my best friends and uh, welcome Tawny. Hi, thanks for having me. Of course, of course. So excited. This is going to be such a great episode. Um, so let's jump right in. Um, tell me about your career path up until now, whatever you feel like sharing um, from as far back as you want to go. Uh, yeah, so I'll, I can start from way back when. My first job was a CSR at Convergis. Um, definitely a new experience as my first job. And mm -hmm realizing now that I was definitely just a number. Um, but I loved being on the phones. I really did. I, I enjoyed the customer support side of it and doing that. Um, I didn't do it for long uh, because I was then um, offered a job as a, an assistant drill team coach at the oh. high school that I went to. So I did that for a year as well. Um, and that's where I discovered that I had some leadership qualities. Uh, I had a fun time working with the team and motivating them. And, and so that was a, a good experience. Um, but then I decided to get serious about school and went to school. Mm -hmm. And while I was doing that, I worked some just part-time jobs, uh, front desk and like secretary type roles. And then I worked at, at um, Continental Airlines as a CSR there for about a year. Um, a number there as well but I met with my manager a little bit more than I did at Convergis. Uh -huh. <laughs> um, and that was, yeah, that was a fun job. It was stressful, but it was, it was good. Um, left that job because I moved to Oregon to finish school. Um, went to school. Once I was done and graduated, I moved to California. And my first job there, I was, uh, I did cold calling for an insurance leads company. Oh, hated. Nice 
that job. <laughs> uh, yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> yeah, it was, yeah, just cold calling, getting hung up on all day, every day. Um, but I worked hard and pushed myself and hit the goals and eventually got promoted to their customer support team. Um, and eventually they actually created a role for me as their corporate customer service representative. Um, and, and that, yeah, that was a cool experience to just kind of be recognized for my hard work and move yeah. up in that company in a short period of time. Mm-hmm. That company ended up selling to another company um, and moving to Texas. So um, my next role was at Nasty Gal. Mm-hmm. And I I think I've been really lucky over the years getting into positions at the right time. Um, I was hired as their first customer service agent um, when they moved. They moved the warehouse from Berkeley, California down to LA. And I started as the first customer care agent Mm -hmm. and it was just me and the manager when I started. And, uh, we, there were four, three more girls that started within that first month. So there were four of us and our manager working in a little warehouse. And, um, I think a lot of people know what nasty gal is now. Um, But yeah, I was able to grow really quickly with that company, Mm -hmm. getting my foot in the door early. I uh, got promoted to customer care team lead within about three months of getting hired. And then I moved with the company to Kentucky. Um, And at first, they weren't moving the customer care team there. It was just the warehouse. But Mm -hmm. we ended up growing a team there. And I, I got to lead that out and hire people and ended up with 14 leads when I left and each of them had about 15 to 16 people reporting to them. And Mm -hmm. so, yeah, that was, it was an amazing experience to grow with that company and um, just own a lot. You know, I, we created the training, we hired, we created processes and it, yeah, it was really good, but (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) yeah, we, I, that's where I met my husband and we, ended up deciding it was too far away from our families. We, I'm from Utah and he's from Washington. So we moved back here because um, I got a job at Seamless, um, Seamless Scrub Pub. And um, I was only there for a few months. Uh, I started in September and in November, they let us know that they were moving the company to Chicago. Mm. And you know, we didn't want to move across the country again. So, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so I... Um, I started looking for a job and found Thumbtack on Indeed and had no idea what it was, but went ahead and interviewed and applied and interviewed for it. And um, it, yeah, turns out they, they ended up uh, hiring our general manager from Seamless over there and a few of uh, the people that I worked with from mm-hmm. Seamless, um, my, my old manager. Um, and so I yeah, started at Thumbtack in uh, April 2014, and I'm currently there. I started as a team lead and have been a manager since about September of 2014, so about six years. And it's yeah. it's been it's been a good experience too. I I haven't changed titles, but I've learned a lot. I've grown a lot, and I've had a lot of op- opportunity to do different things and still feel like I'm progressing in my career. Yeah, that's awesome. I can attest to that. I worked with Tawny at Thumbtack and that's where we met. And honestly, I know you say like 
that you've been lucky to join companies at different times, but I do want to mention and make sure that everyone knows that you're so awesome and like it doesn't matter when you get in at a company, if you're not a great team member or you don't have those skills and abilities or you don't want to learn and grow, like you're not going to promote. So I just want to give you a little bit of props there that I think you're amazing and I have loved to hear about your career growth and loved our time working at Thumbtack for a few years. I have so many great memories working there and can definitely attest. I, when you mentioned you haven't had an actual title change in that time, I'm like, what? Like <laughs> thinking of all the things that you did, even in the few years that we worked together, it's wild that, um, that it doesn't necessarily always mean a title change for the different things that you're taking on, especially in somewhat of a startup environment. So that's really cool. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah, of course. So Tani, what do you think are some of your biggest strengths as a leader? Um, I think one of the biggest strengths that I have is, um, I'm a good listener. Uh, maybe that's part of what makes me seem a little more introverted is I, I stay quiet and I do a lot of just listening and observing. Um, but I think that really helps with building relationships with my team and my peers. Um, I, I take the time to really listen. And I think I can relate to a lot of people. I've um, had a lot of different experiences in my, li in my life. But, um, yeah, so I think listening and relating and um, I don't know. I just driven, hardworking. Um, yeah. Yeah. Adaptable. Yeah. Yeah. I think that obviously just even hearing your growth, which I think is so helpful for other women to hear is, you know, you've started from the bottom of at places you've known certain connections that have helped, um, in like securing positions, but you've always gone in and proven that worth and been driven, motivated, willing to take on new things. Um, I've seen that firsthand and definitely a huge listener. And honestly, one of the biggest things that I wanted to share, it kind of makes me emotional thinking back. And I don't know if you remember, um, like obviously we've, we had been through so many ups and downs at Thumbtack. One of the most awesome things about Tawny is that when there was a position that became available for an, the email team position, both of us were applying for it as same as multiple other people, but Tawny reached out to me and was like, hey, is there anything I can do to help you prepare for your interview? And I thought that was so cool and makes me emotional because you were going for that same position, you know? And uh, so I've always looked up to you for that. And every time I think of, you know, someone who is such a great listener and truly wants to help other people, even if that means that that wasn't going to be you who got that position, I think is, is really cool. So obviously you are an amazing leader. So thanks for sharing some of those strengths. Yeah. Thank you. Of course. Um, what advice would you say you have uh, for other women who maybe consider themselves introverted or more reserved who want to become leaders? Um, I think the few things that I would recommend are finding, finding your, 
I guess your cheerleaders um, and also mentors, you know, try to find someone that, that sees your potential that can help you grow and, and um, whether that's someone within your company or outside your company. Um, and it could be someone that also seems like they're, they're a little bit more introverted and they've become leaders. Um, but not just that, you know, you, you can learn a lot from those that are more outspoken and more extroverted. Mm-hmm. Um, and self-help, I do a lot of uh, reading. I read a lot of different self-help books and leadership books. Um, Better Up was a, a company that we got to work with. Uh, and that I would highly recommend if you can get into something like that, that's coaching, that's someone outside of your company, because they have such a different perspective on things um, that they, they, those coaches can really help you too. Um, so yeah, any self-help and just making sure your voice is heard, finding a way to, to make sure that you're heard and not being afraid to speak up. Yeah. How do you get that opportunity to speak up or how have you found a way to be able to do that in, you know, meetings or in conversations or, you know, what advice would you give someone even trying to speak up more? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good question. Um, (laughs) some things that worked for me, uh, in a, in an office setting, which is hard because we're mostly work from home now, but (laughs) yeah. I would actually raise my hand. So if I had something I wanted to say or input, I, I'm not, I don't ever want to interrupt people or I try not to. And so I would kind of wait my turn or raise my hand, let, let the person leading the meeting know I had something to say or something to offer. Mm-hmm. Um, so that works. And, um, but also, you know, not being afraid to maybe not interrupt, but like as soon as you feel that person's done speaking, you know, speak up right away before you miss the chance. And um, I found what I do, and I don't do it as much, but um, I, I found myself like thinking things and I would think through over and over how I wanted to say it or what to say, or like, mm-hmm. I have an idea, but how do I say it? And I don't want to sound stupid. Um, and so trying to, I guess, get out of your head a little bit and um, yeah, like think about what you want to say, but don't spend too much time on it. Like you're not going to sound dumb. Mm-hmm. I you have good ideas and everyone's voice needs to be heard. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's perfect. I, I love what you said about so many different options of growth opportunities, like better up having someone who can help coach you or, you know, reading, listening to audible books, finding mentors. And those can be, you know, at your same level above you, different, um, companies like you mentioned, which I think is so important to find those people who can cheer you on. Because sometimes when you're going to be stepping out of your comfort zone, trying to work towards a leadership position or really any sort of growth position, it's helpful to have people in your corner cheering you on. And then when you mentioned, um, speaking up more, I wanted to mention it's so important to find an ally to help bring that into the conversation as well, whether that be 
your boss who's leading the meeting, or maybe it's another um, coworker who's at your same level. I've found that helpful in previous jobs to be like, Hey, you know, you're a little bit more outspoken and that sometimes was me. Um, so I always like to, you know, volunteer and say like, well, Tawny, what do you think on this? Or what are your thoughts? Because it's helpful to have the differing opinions. And I always respected the fact that you thought so differently than I did, which neither of us were wrong. We just had different ways of thinking things through. And you're right. Like you were always a little bit more quiet and reserved because you wanted to give everyone that respect and fully listen and hear everyone out. And not everyone always gave that same respect in return, which is understandable. We think we all need to like say something at the same time, or we're just not going to be heard. But, um, yeah, I love that. Yeah. Finding some sort of an ally to get you involved, but you're right. Getting out of your head and being able to just say something, even if it doesn't come out beautifully. And then also taking it a step further and, making sure that you're not apologizing for mm -hmm. having that voice. So I love Yeah, that. definitely. I think that's important. And um, not being afraid to, to disagree with, yes. with your peers, with people. Like it's okay to, to disagree with each other. Um, as you know, I, I mean, you want to make sure you build those relationships so you, you understand it's not personal. Mm -hmm. It's, you walk out of that meeting and everything's fine, but it's okay to disagree. It's, it's good to have different opinions and um, you learn from each other that way too. Agreed a hundred percent. I, I even remember like conversations we've had where like we've disagreed on quality, like what someone <laughs> said on a phone call and like we just like go at each other. But it's so funny because it's like in a meeting, we're just talking and sharing our opinions and we're like, no, I'm right. And you're like, no, I'm right. Why? Like, why did you grade it this way? But um, again, that's so helpful. And anyone who's in that space where they feel threatened by differing opinions or um, someone else speaking up against what you've said, it, it should give you some sort of self-reflection to where you're thinking, you know, why am I feeling offended? They're sharing their opinion. They're not saying that I'm wrong. Um, it's a new way to think of things. And, you know, a lot of different companies will talk about being the devil's advocate and talking about polar opposites. And it's helpful to try on those thoughts of, well, what if I thought this way? What if I thought that way? And that definitely helps people build that like bigger picture mindset. So I appreciate you bringing that up. Yeah. What assumptions do people often make about you? The first one that comes to mind is that people think I'm younger than I am. <laughs> Perfect. Nothing wrong with that. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm afraid it think, they think that I'm unqualified or inexperienced. Gotcha. Um, so that, yeah, that was the the one that I could think think of. Um, mm -hmm. Trying to think if there's anything else. Um, yeah, I would say underqualified. Is that feedback that you've specifically received? Is that something that you've just perceived in your the initial start of your relationships? Why do you think that, or has it been confirmed? No, it hasn't been confirmed. So it's perceived. Um, and, and because yeah, the, the first, uh, getting to know new people, um, you know, recently I've been working with a new manager, um, 
and just still in that like relationship building stage. But mm-hmm. um, yeah, just I don't share a lot about my experiences, and so I think it's more you know it's more on me and it's more perceived. Um, but yeah, I yeah I think that's you know something that would probably be recommended too is making sure that people know what you've done and Mm -hmm. the experiences that you've had and that you are qualified um, for for the role that you're in. Definitely. And I think that it's important to share for people who are working through that or in similar positions. I think women in general feel that way. I mean, I feel that all the time thinking like, I'm not technically like a certified coach. Like who am I to give certain advice to certain people or, you know, who's going to want to come to me. But then I think, wow, I've been like, I joke about being born and raised in call centers because that's literally what I've done for like 13 years (laughs) and seven of it has been in leadership roles. So I'm, I'm pretty sure I've been around the block a few times with different companies to, you know, and I've definitely been through my fair share of shit that I feel like I at least have an opinion. And if someone, you know, gets help from that, that's great. But Mm -hmm. I think you are the exact same. It's working through those you know, your own like confidence barriers, um, maybe feeling, especially working with men who are so confident and maybe don't have as much, uh, of the same qualifications. Uh, but like you especially are just so humble and are okay to kind of sit in the backseat a little bit and not necessarily have to be out there center of attention. Um, but I think it's really cool that you have gone so far in your different career paths to see that even though you are quiet and a little bit more reserved, it doesn't mean that you can't be seen and heard and valued. So, um, yeah, I, I totally feel that being, you know, women who, I mean, obviously we look pretty young, but I feel that same insecurity sometimes, especially when I've interviewed for C-suite positions. Mm -hmm. I always feel so nervous for someone coming in because, you know, I am a younger looking woman. Like sometimes I feel like in my initial spiel, I'm like trying to prove so many things in such a short amount of time. And I'm like, you know what? They don't need to know all of this. Like, I'm here interviewing them. Like they need to prove themselves to me, not the other way around. So (laughs) it's definitely some of that thought process to work through, but yeah, I feel you. I I often get that people think that I'm intimidating. I got that a lot when I ran like the training team and sometimes I'm like, I feel like that's a good thing. And sometimes I feel like maybe that's a bad thing, you know? (laughs) Um, I'm always like got stuff on my mind. So I know in past like, unless I'm making eye contact with people I know, then I, I'm sure I probably come across a little bit too focused and maybe not approachable. Right. Cause I am like, I've got so many things going on. My hands were always full, especially at Thumbtack, you're carrying around your laptop, your water bottle, a snack, you know what I mean? Like your coffee, like our hands were always full. So it's not like we were like, we were always on a mission when we were like headed somewhere. So, um, Mm -hmm. in passing that kind of perception, um, but obviously once people get to know you a little bit better for you, obviously they see how qualified you are. And for me, hopefully they don't find me as intimidating after they get to know, get to know me a little bit better. (laughs) How do you advocate for yourself in the workplace, especially being like we mentioned a little bit more 
of a listener or quiet or a little bit more reserved? Um, yeah, I think, again, it's that speaking up, making sure your voice is heard, um, but also making sure that people know what you're working on and the things that you've accomplished. And even if it's just, I, I've found over the years at Thumbtack, even just like noticing, finding that there, there's a process that needs to be improved and taking ownership of that and letting everyone know, hey, this is what I'm working on. And then when you're done with it, letting them know it's done. And so making sure that you're, you're, you're kind of, you have to talk about yourself sometimes and you mm -hmm. have to make sure people know what you're working on and what you're doing. And um, yeah, I think that that's a huge part of, of how I advocate. Definitely. And it's so important to have those conversations and, you know, building relationships with people, even if you are slightly more quiet or introverted, like a lot of companies have Slack or some sort of other messaging channel to, you know, have maybe an initial couple of conversations to break the ice or whatever, or like group lunches and, you know, figuring out the way that works best for you to have those conversations and start building those relationships. Um, because I think of like, you know, new hire trainings, you're in this huge group and you're like playing these games. And if you're super shy or, you know, like totally not like into that kind of thing where you're like charades or something that could be totally out of your element and like so uncomfortable. Um, but it's okay to like have those one-on-one -on -one conversations too and building up those relationships and then, like you mentioned, sharing like your area of expertise. I feel like you've always done a really good job, obviously advocating for yourself in that regard, because I always knew like with something re related to data or even like um, on our quality form, if I had questions, I'd always go to you for those types of questions. I always knew you know exactly like what to pull if my reports were going wrong. And even though that wasn't your like official role, like, you were so good at that type of thing. And so when I'm anyone listening, if you listen to my previous episodes where I talk about like, I have my person for data, like that's Tawny. I always were, would ask you, um, for help on clarifying those to, you know, make sure that I had my numbers correct before I went to my team with that feedback. So, um, yeah, it's definitely helpful and you can certainly do that in a way that's not coming off as boastful or, arrogant, um, in sharing things that you've done well, like those just come up in conversation of saying like, Hey, like, what are you working on right now? Or what is something that you've been working on recently that like, has you excited? Um, even that like gets people talking about what they're working on and what their accomplishments are without like turning it into an interview, you know, like what's your mm -hmm. like best accomplishment. <laughs> so that's perfect. Um, how do you build relationships with um, team members and coworkers? Um, I, I, with coworkers, um, I think I struggled with this, especially when I started at Thumbtack. Uh, I knew a few people, but didn't know most of my peers. And I, I wanted to take the time to, I take the time to get to know people. Um, mm -hmm. And 
try to find things that I can relate to them, you know, whether it's like common interests, if it's, Mm -hmm. I love football. So if I can relate to someone and we can talk about football. Um, So I try to find things like that, that I can relate to and talk to people about. Um, And then, you know, we, we were lucky enough to have lunches and and take lunches at the same time as each other most days. And Mm -hmm. so um, my first, I would probably say my first year there, I I ate lunch at my desk most of the time. And then when I got back from my maternity leave, I I think I I think that's about when I started actually taking lunch with my peers and getting mm-hmm. to know them a little bit better. And um I found that really helped build those relationships with my peers. Um mm-hmm. and getting to know them, just talking about their weekends and yeah, like I said, getting to know what they like to do and, and who they are outside of work. Um mm-hmm. And then with my team, it's similar. Um, when they first join my team, I, I ask a lot of questions about what they like to do, what their favorite things are, um, and just get to know them more on that like personal level. And that's how all of our one-on-one start. We talk about mm-hmm. how their day is going, how their weekend was. Um, so it's not all just work focus. Uh, I want to get to know them and them to get to know me. And uh, like I said in before, um, I... I'm not always great about sharing things about myself. And so I've learned over the years too, that I need to share things about me. If I want them to get to know me and trust me and Mm -hmm. and build that relationship, I need to talk about myself sometimes too. So um, I share a little bit more than I once used to. So, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, that's good. It's so funny that you say that and I can see like where you're coming from. And I feel like we were always trying to pull you away from your desk. We always just thought you were wanting to get more work done and be more efficient and, you know, get home um, to your husband and kids and whatnot. But I, I think that it's helpful too, as you know, someone like myself who's a little bit more extroverted is to be able to recognize that as well. And, you know, make sure that you are trying to be inclusive of others. Cause we always obviously loved having you around. Um, so when you started showing up more often and taking that time, like it is so important to build those relationships. And even if you're not doing all the talking, you know, having that conversation to um, join in where you can so that there are more connections created, I think is, is definitely helpful creating, creating connections, both like inside the workplace in a more relaxed setting and then also creating connections within like meetings or things that you guys are working on together and finding out, you know, we, we work really well on this together or, you know, I work really well with this person on this together. So like, I'll talk to them about that type of thing as well. Finding that common interest. Um, I will say you are like the most organized person I know. Um, probably, um, yeah, you are just like, I don't even know, like a robot. Um, you're so organized. Um, and you always remembered birthdays. Like you were, you were just like, were the epitome of like a great leader because you always made time for your team members to listen to them and hear them out. And even if it was a tougher relationship, like I know you always tried to have that connection and probably sometimes I don't know if beat yourself up about it is the right phrase, but like you always wanted to like take on like, what could I do better to have this better relationship with this team member? Um, which always showed. And I think that's a really amazing thing as a customer support leader. 
you don't always get the choice of team members who join your team and people that you work with more frequently. So sometimes building those relationships is hard when there's, you know, a bump in the road or whatever that is. And uh, you've always done such a great job of trying to work through that, even though like sometimes like you've done a lot more than some of us other people may have done. So wanted to give you props for that too. Well, thank you. And I wanted to also touch on what you're saying about um, building the connection with your peers and, and what you can work on together, but also recognizing each other's strengths. So like you said, you, the data and you come to me for data, but yeah, mm -hmm. finding, you know, I'm not very good at strategic thinking. And so I work with a peer that's better at that and learn from each other too. Yeah, that's great. And that's why I think it's so important. And I, I really think Thumbtack, especially like at least when I was there, I don't know, of course, the day-to-day -day of what's going on now, but I think they did such a good job of hiring different backgrounds of people. Um, definitely a lot of diversity because we all had such different strengths that we brought to the table, uh, especially that core, you know, first, you know, few training classes that went through, like, it was so cool to see so many strengths, uh, of different people. And I was like, wow, like this is where I really need to know, like who's good at what, because there's so many things that I don't care to get great at. Um, so I need to know who I can reach out to for these things. Um, mm -hmm. because they're more passionate about it than I am. And I'm more passionate about other things that they can come to me for. Right. Yeah, exactly. Yes. I love that. Um, what would you say has been one of your favorite positions or jobs and why? Um, it's a, a toss up because I, I really love what I'm doing now. I love mm -hmm. Thumbtack. Uh, I love customer support and uh, again, you know, the, the opportunities that I've been given to learn and, and grow and develop over the years. But I think I'd have to say that Nasty Gal was my favorite. Mm -hmm. um, just that opportunity to grow my own team. I, you know, I started my own team. I like created the training, did all the hiring. Um, we created the quality program. I mean, we did everything from the very beginning. And so it, I learned a lot um, in that role. And if it wasn't in Kentucky, I probably would have stayed longer. And it, I mean, it turned out it worked out for the best, but, <laughs> but yeah. yeah, I think that was, has been my favorite. Awesome. I love that. Especially just hearing the why is, is helpful. And all of that seems like, because you got to be involved in so many new things that you, you know, maybe weren't super comfortable in, which is super cool. And I hope other, you know, women out there who maybe consider themselves introverts or maybe a little bit more reserved or not as confident. Um, those are all things that you can work on. And, um, obviously seeing where you've been taking on those things and those challenges, I'm sure in that moment, maybe you weren't thinking like, Oh, I've like, clearly you hadn't done so many of those things before. So you didn't know if you would be successful. So that's something scary just from the get go. And I'm sure there were so many bumps along the way, but obviously it helped you grow so much in that shorter time. And, um, even at Thumbtack, I think it's a huge tribute saying that even though you haven't had necessarily a title change, you've been able to take on so many different things throughout your career and there's been ups and downs, but you've also been able to 
really step into certain different types of roles within your title. So that's super cool. And I would always recommend someone, you know, looking for other opportunities if they weren't getting those types of, you know, chances to take on a challenge and to learn new things. Um, so that's really cool. I, I love that. Cool. Is there anything else that you feel that we didn't cover today that you want to share? I guess the last thing I would say is just um, working hard, work hard, prove yourself. Um, I, that's what I've done to grow in my career is starting from the ground up, just working hard, hitting the numbers, um, exceeding the numbers and, and showing uh, my leaders that I have what it takes. Um, and, and yeah, just work hard for yourself, find mm-hmm. those people that are going to cheer you on, um, and recognize the, the hard work and make sure, make sure your leaders know where you want to go and they're yes. there to, to support you and help you get to where you want to be. Agreed. A hundred percent. I honestly think that anyone who, I mean, introverted or not, or, whatever you want to, um, categorize yourself as, I think this is a perfect episode, just walking someone through exactly what they can work towards to get promoted into a leadership position or being considered a people leader. Um, because you had so much awesome knowledge and obviously it's firsthand experience showing everything that you've gone through. And it's not like, you said like you maybe didn't have all these additional certificates or trainings or whatever it may be. Like you just worked hard in your role and proved yourself. You had those conversations with your leaders and then they helped become advocates for you to get to where you want to go, which is awesome. I am so happy that you uh, agreed to do this podcast with me. It's been so much fun. I am excited to interview even more of my friends and uh, share them with everyone. And I guess until next time, we'll see you later. Thanks so much, Tawny, for joining me today. Thank you again for having me. Of course. Yeah. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of Next Level Leaders. If today's episode resonated with you, please take a quick screenshot, share it to your Instagram and tag me at Nicole.Harrop. I love to see it and it means the world to me. I appreciate you helping to spread the word so I can help more women. See you on next week's episode.